the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Another day, another dollar. Stocks started the day off in a decline because over the weekend, you can kind of do a rock, scissors, paper with me. There was a lot of stories. Two of the main stories that I saw were the political rally in Tulsa and the number of COVID spike increases across the United States and ultimately the world in areas that have started to open back up. And we have to be honest. What economic impact will that have and how will that translate to the stock market? Apple's kicking off its worldwide uh, World Web Developers Conference, Worldwide Developers Conference, um, virtually. This is a great example of how the world's changing. This is probably for the better, probably for the worse. Instead of flying to California from wherever you are in various parts of the world, getting a free swag bag, helping the industry, the airline industry, the hotel leisure industry, you got to get internet connection. We'll teach you what you need to be taught at this developers conference and maybe even start kind of a tracking thing that's a little bit better off. So anyway, um, you should expect some announcements out of Apple this week. Apple stock is moving up $5 on a day when the market's kind of sideways, kind of poking its head into the green. Once again, the money keeps flowing into um, the big tech dames. Silverbrook Rose, Pfizer, ticket the action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. National coin shortage. Listen to this. Um, you know what's disgusting? Money. Germs, 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 germs. So now there's two phenomenons that are just strange, and it makes you stop and go, what's going on here? Banks are swimming in money as deposits increase by $2 trillion amidst the coronavirus. Now, again, a lot of that has to do with – not a lot of it. Some of it has to do with – uh, the COVID checks that the president sent out. People put them into their bank accounts. But two trillion extra dollars in the savings accounts of people. I don't want to get too dramatic with you, but that's future money that could be spent. Now, the other side of the story is just disgusting. It's the money, the coins shortage that we're seeing. Because the shutdowns caused by the pandemic have raised concerns about circulation of coins, which the Fed's 12 regional banks are in charge of supplying to commercial banks. The flow of funds through the economy has stopped. Um, so coins are a bit of a problem. There are shortages. So when you use coins, hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes all come to mind. We thought it was just going to be toilet paper that we couldn't buy or disinfecting wipes, or meat was going to be a problem. But coins are a problem, too. Little known fact, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 
South Korea is praised around the world for having its effective coronavirus response. It's now being hit by a second wave with 115 new infections over the weekend. Um, now, again, we have seen how China – and again, I'm paraphrasing what I saw on TV. We kind of saw their military lock down their people in the pandemic, it felt like. Um, stay in your home. Don't leave. Maybe I'm using pandemic movies or my own Hollywood drama head thinking they'll shoot you if you leave. They did temperature checks door to door. They did a lot of tracking of people's movements. We know that they've already seen a uptick again. We see that South Korea is seeing an uptick. We know that Italy is seeing an uptick. We know that areas that opened quickly in the United States like Alabama and Florida and Texas and Arizona are seeing an uptick. So that's going on out there. Oh, to be a fly on the wall at the White House. That's all I'm going to say, to be a fly on the wall at the White House. Um, Starbucks is doing something kind of interesting. I like watching companies and how they handle the response. I want to talk about that later in the show. They are dramatically reimagining their their stores. And I, I think that's something we should talk about because uh, I think it's kind of got a reality. Oh, I saw some bad news, good news. American Airlines and United Airlines, they plan to raise a couple billion dollars, up to $5 billion. United's going to do, I think American's about half that. We won't know until the final proposals are submitted for the debt proposals. But stocks get hit like that. We've seen Tesla do it. So company goes from 200 to 900 like Tesla did. And there's a million, two million, 20 million, 30 million shares out there. They'll say, hey, let's turn 40 million into 44 million and issue 4 million brand new shares. And with the shares at $900 a share, we think we're getting a value. Well, United and American Airlines had a great week. They've had a great month. Now is probably the time for them to say, okay, shareholders, thanks for pushing our price up. Now we're going to issue some more shares. It's not the coolest thing to do because it's dilutive, but it's out there. There's some eye-opening reports right now on coronavirus, and even Germany's infection rate is above the level needed to contain the disease over the long term. Over the weekend, I was reading how California is planning various parts of reopening, and it's just a mess. It could be July for movie theaters. It could be August. Uh, no concert venues. We don't know when. Um, it's just a bit of a mess. So then I look at the calendar and I go, hey, we're moving quickly, rapidly, repeato, towards um, November and the elections. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of downtime per se. Um, I don't think we're going to get any easy times on the stock market. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Nike reports earnings on Thursday. That's going to be a big one because it's got the China manufacturing and the world demand for product. Then you get Winnebago Industries on Wednesday. Well, Nike's on Thursday. Winnebago on Wednesday. Accenture and Darden Restaurants report on Thursday. There's a really interesting one on Thursday, too. McCormick. Why do I say McCormick? Uh, during the pandemic, I've been cooking every meal and I've experimented with my children. And one of the things I found out that one of my kids really likes is Cajun spices. 
Um, you can put Cajun spices on chicken. You can put Cajun spices on fish. You can put Cajun slices on meat. You can put it in potato. Like there's things you can do with Cajun spices, right? And it's just a generic name for blackened or generic, whatever you want to call it. Oh, you don't know coconut. That's not what it is. If I'm Creole, uh, well, Timbalaya. So anyway, I bought McCormick spices. I've bought more spices in the last three months than I have in the last three years. McCormick's the largest maker of spice in the nation, in the world. One of the things that's pretty interesting about spices is it was a play before the pandemic, not only before we were cooking at home more, but it was a play on millennials. And if you remember, Wendy's has the super spicy chicken sandwich. And someone else has got the super spicy chicken Cheetos and the super spicy, like millennials, they will say, I'll try flaming hot anything. Tapatia chips, absolutely count me in. Uh, so McCormick's can be an interesting one to see. Again, just a long-term trend. I like things cooking at home, maybe. Is that going to stick or are we going to go straight back to the restaurants all the time? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. There's always investments that I see right around the corner that is something you should think about. I don't really want to live in that world of you can only buy individual stocks because most people should buy individual uh, like indexes. Is Can you be an individual index? I think you can, right? Um, Brown Foreman is one of the companies that I like, but I can find better ones. They're into booze. They make Canadian Mist and Collingwood Brand, Sazerac. Um, they can rearrange their portfolio of what they want to sell, what liquors or what wines or what spirits, so to speak. Uh, Moderna is one of those experimental coronavirus vaccine companies. And they're out of Israel, ticker symbol RMNA. And the early headlines in the last 100 days was that out of all the biotech companies, this was the one that seemed to get like the most traction immediately with vaccines tied towards COVID. I can't tell you anything more. If they have it, home run. If they don't, strike out. That's something you know you have to be comfortable with. Apple's hosting its World Web Developers Conference, Worldwide Developers Conference, WWDC. Um, and they're going to have a little bit of a problem because their developers get to host things beautifully and smoothly and wonderfully at the App Store. And Apple gets a big cut of that action. 30% sometimes, as little as 15 if it's a company like a Netflix who has a little bit more clout. So sometimes it's 30% for one year, then 15% recurring every year after that if it's subscription-based. That's not a bad business. So Apple's App Store pulled in $519 billion. We, in the last couple of years, we've seen some business plans kind of change around a little bit. There's a video game company. They host a platform called Steam where you can go out and buy Call of Duty or Plants vs. Zombies or Diablo. And Don't get me tied down to those titles because 
they all sell on different platforms. Um, but Steam used to be the only player in the town. And then Fortnite was such a big hit. The company behind it, Epic, said, let's do a store. Let's do the same thing that they're doing. And if anyone, you know, while they're here to play our popular, wildly popular Fortnite game, thank goodness we don't have to give Steam 30% of our revenue. We'll keep it all for ourselves. While they're here playing, maybe that we can give away a free game. Maybe we can host a game. Maybe we'll give a, a developer 15. We'll take 15% instead of 30%. We'll give them the Fortnite audience. You kind of see that model kind of in the world of Apple. If there was a universal app store, well, there's not. Apple gets to host their own. Google gets to host their own. Microsoft gets to host their own. But if there was and there's more competition, that's going to be one of those things that might start to haunt Apple. When you're getting companies like um, Spotify, big app developer, big success story, and they're going, oh, that's not fair. You know, We don't make phones. We don't have an app store. We don't have that ecosystem. We shouldn't have to pay for that. It's, it's it's sticky, right? Retail apps include those that digitally represent brick and mortar stores like Target and Best Buy. There's all sort of apps that we have to ask questions about. The e-commerce apps, um, the retail apps, uh, apps like Etsy. But you know, grocery delivery. What's that kind of look like? All things considered. So you see where I'm going out with this. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, there is a movement, which I was not wildly aware of, but Patagonia, if you've ever, ever been to the mountains, if you've ever been in a boating, you'll see their stuff everywhere, right? They, um, have joined forces with REI and North Face saying it plans to pause its advertising on Facebook and Instagram to show support for the stop hate for profit movement. I can't keep up with this. There's now a stop hate for profit movement. So it's tied towards the Anti-Defamation League, Anti-Defamation, Free Press, Common Sense, Color of Change, Sleeping Giants, NAACP. <clears throat> so now boycotts are happening, all due to the votes and the protests tied around uh, George Floyd, Verona Taylor, Tony McDade, Armand Arbery, Richard Brooks, and many others. So one of the things I can tell you and this is just from lots and lots of research, and it's not anecdotal. Millennials are not loyal to brands, and millennials will kill brands and stop using brands completely if they don't have a social component that they're comfortable with. So companies like Visa, for millennial employees, they have to say, look, we're going to change lives. We're going to donate money to charities that you want us to. Same thing with stores. They have to message that we have the same interests, that we like each other. There's a brand of uh, clothing I like that just recently closed, and they're basically all about sharing profits with the environment that they've got to take cotton from and trees from and stuff like that to make clothes. Um, I know you're saying trees, clothes. I think they're using hemp for shirts or something like that. I don't know. But the millennial in me would know if that makes any sense. The brands are a big thing right now. And as an investor, you have to keep your eyeballs open and look around. So stocks kind of today to me have a feel of the airlines 
have been recent winners and they're issuing shares and they're down six, seven, eight percent because of that. This should be a bottom for the airlines. If you believe in the stock market that it the recovery has been solid based on data, both economic and fiscal stimulus coming down the road. If you believe it, then the company should because they're issuing a poop ton of stock, three, four, five billion dollars stock that if they can get buyers at these levels, that should be meaning the buyers expect to sell higher. In theory, there's some sort of idea there that the wish down right now on diluting shares is the bottom. But again, it doesn't always work like that. Um, White House is planning for a second wave of coronavirus in the fall. And yet Larry Kudlow says the second wave of coronavirus cases isn't coming. I'm doing the best I can to not talk about COVID on the show from a scientific standpoint. Hey, don't forget to wash your hands. Don't forget to wear your mask. I'm not going to be that guy. Hey, vitamin D can save you. I'm not going to be giving you promo codes on vitamins or anything like that. I hate people that do that. I find it like I believe in doctors and that's where I'm going to fall. Now, Larry Kudlow talking about no second wave of coronavirus is coming. That, do, that doesn't jive with me. I know Larry Kudlow. Um, he was an economist on Wall Street, and he bounced around until he landed on CNBC because he's very fiscally conservative, and he was a writer for Ronald Reagan. He got a job with Donald Trump. I like a lot of components about Kudlow. I'm not a big fan of him talking about covid I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested in more. Thanks for listening to the show. There's a very talented team at Salem Media and KDOW, the station that I work for, that helped put this kind of show together. Um, clearly, I do my job of you know putting the work in and studying, but if you didn't have a lot of people behind the scenes... So make sure you support KDOW and other shows and even write a letter to the general manager on occasion. Say thanks for having a station. I think those are always positively felt in this industry. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Um, an interesting day that's being colored by a rise in COVID cases in Germany, in Italy, in the United States, in China. And we're kind of just whistling like, oh, let's not look over there. We certainly don't want to see anything negative um, because we've spent trillions as a nation. The world has put trillions out there to keep economies afloat, to keep cash flowing, to keep companies that need to borrow money for three months in you know the cash flow business. You should start seeing some shale companies in the United States fail in the next 60 days with bankruptcy filings or mergers and acquisitions where they would never have considered them before. There's going to be some problems. Then you get into some industries like hotels where you're like, man, I see Hilton stock and it is cheap. Um, Do we ever go back to that world? 
And I can tell you that some of the mindsets that I've run into from uh, small businesses, they don't want to fly again. They don't feel like they have to. People have gotten used to Zoom, so why not? Home sales dropped their lowest level in more than nine and a half years in May. So that's a piece of economic data out today. Home sales dropped their lowest level um, in nine and a half years in May. Now, again, we know March was a real big shutdown month. There's still a little bit of winter hanging in there. Now we're into May, down 9.7% year over year. Okay, so the sales are not great. Existing home sales, which make up about 90% of all home sales, they decreased 26% year over year. That's the largest annual decline since 1982. Wow. Last month's slump in home sales, together with a modest rise in home building, suggested a decline in residential investment this quarter after it grew at its fastest rate in more than seven years in the first quarter. There were 1.55 million previously owned homes on the market. Um, so the inventory is a big one. We have about 4.8 months of inventory at the current pace. That's up from 4.3 months of inventory, which basically means if no other homes were put on the market, it would take 4.8 months to get rid of all homes. And then we'd be like, well, there's no more homes to buy. That's the basic. There's not going to be a quiz at the end of this. I grade on a curve. Um, a six to seven month supply is considered healthy. Four to point, point eight. If you have a home and you're, it's on the market, you're in control. You have people looking at it. Now, again, yeah, you have low interest rates. Yeah, that's good, good, good. But you also have a problem of COVID probably keeping some buyers in their homes and out of the home buying process. Unless they can do it sight unseen. I have to imagine some people are pretty freaky deaky about exposing themselves to your home. And you're probably pretty freaky deaky about letting people into your home. So the elections are coming up and I'm starting to write down notes. And I think one of the things you're going to see again is more states legalize cannabis. Um, not in this election, but the next round of elections. In large part, the tickets have already been set up. The bills, the initiatives, the reforms have already been set up for the 2020 elections in states and counties and federal governments, right? I think as we get through 2021 and Gavin Newsom, Governor Newsom, Governor Gavin, um, I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. Um, as we start going like, well, if we're not playing football games here, you're not selling a lot of beer. Well, you're selling a lot of beer, just not at the stadium. You're not paying a lot of people who are in the parking lots in the stadium. You're not like there's a tax consequences to shutting down. And as more states run into tax consequences from shutting down, I think you're going to see more states say, OK, where can we pull in some more money? And I think the two obvious ones are gambling and uh, marijuana sins. No one likes to pay more in taxes, but if a politician could say, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for your your alcohol, like, um, how shall we say, your alcoholic neighbor. They're going to be paying the taxes, not you. And you're saying, that's pretty dark, Rob. Yes, I have a very dark opinion of the world. But as there's budget shortfalls, we're going to say, okay, we don't really, really want you going out and losing all your money. 
But if it's going to generate some taxes, we're okay with it. So I think stocks like DraftKings and stocks like uh, cannabis stocks are going to be in the news. Constellation Brands, Canopy Growth, Cura Leaf, uh, Truelvi, uh, all publicly traded. Now, again, do I have a preference between those? I, I don't really like cannabis stocks because in the first round two years ago, what they showed us is they're a great story, but they don't make a lot of profit. Now, how about the online gambling? And here's something that I, I do want to talk about at some point in time. You can get on your phone an app that can do real grown up serious things. Basically a bookie or stockbroker or your bank. One of the things that I was reading some commentary this weekend was you probably remember on Friday or Thursday of last week that a 20-year-old man killed himself after losing $700,000 on a Robinhood app on an options trade gone horribly, horribly wrong. Now, the founders of Robinhood, which basically lets you buy stocks without commission, as long as you have an account, you link up a bank account, and at lunchtime you can say, hey, I heard a hot stock tip about Curaleaf. I'm going to go buy it. And by the end of lunch, you could have sold it for a profit. Like, woo! The problem is that a lot of these apps now are starting to have game-like features. Like, if you do three trades, you unlock a, a level of trader called Star. And every time you do a trade, it, like, shoots off fireworks. Star! Awesome! Winner! And they do a little fireworks display, and they do Candy Crush colors and Candy Crush music. Um, we, we're gamifying really hard life decisions and people are addicted to their phones. I don't like it. I, I think we're going to seriously have to look at ourselves down the road and Robin hood app should be sterile and it should have lots of warnings everywhere. Um, consultable burger eyes for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Um, it can be a warning like that. It just, I don't kill the friggin' fragging fireworks when somebody does something okay and they get a point. And then, like, if you do 10 trades, you get to unlock a higher savings account. Ah, you're encouraging too much risk by people who don't know what they're doing, by people who are addicted to their phones and their screens and the gamification of everything. I'm guilty of it. You know, when I um, start, like, a Netflix show, I want to finish it. When I um, play a game with my kids online, you know, Fortnite has 100 levels. You want to help them get all 100 levels. There's a gamification thing that goes on. And every day you're like, well, you can only get two or three levels a day. That's 33 days. Let's say we go on vacation. There's some really, really things that we're getting ridiculous on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oprah Winfrey sells millions of dollars of Weight Watcher stock. Now, again, this is controversial. At a time when Black Black Lives Matter is headline news daily, Oprah Winfrey, entrepreneur, you almost have to say, uh, one of the richest people in the world. And she's a great celebrity spokesperson because she did a talk show that appealed to a wide demographic, women, women, women. I don't actually know any house dads. I know house dads, people, you know, the wife is the breadwinner. I'm totally good with that. But I don't need house husbands who sat around to watch Oprah, but she appeals to women. And Weight Watchers is one of those companies that should be dead because in the 1980s, like, let's go to a Weight Watchers meeting. And it's like, I like to eat a lot. 
thanks, Rob, for sharing. Now, you get 14 points. Don't blow them all in one place. I get a cracker. And there was that very physical, you had to be there kind of thing, club. Now, if you want to know about the keto diet, go search it on Google and boom. You want to know what, uh, uh, let's say you're a bicyclist and you love Greg LeMond. I know you're saying that's not pool. Why not say Armstrong? Well, I don't want to say Armstrong. So you love Greg LeMond and you want to know what a biker eats during Tour de France races? Like, it's out there. So Oprah Winfrey shouldn't be a spokesperson for Weight Watchers unless she's doing something with a digital app or something like great with that. Anyway, um, selling off much of her money, uh, stock options, 85,000 of them. She made millions and millions and millions of dollars being a spokesperson. I'll work for a six-pack of beer if anyone wants me to support their bank or credit union. has to be a good six-pack. Don't try to pass off any Bud Lights on me or anything like that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Controversial statement coming in five, four, three, two. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Facebook and Father's Day. Doesn't it seem like too many people are posting love things about their dad and like, I don't know, just do it every day. I'm not a big fan of holidays. I think every day should be a holiday, right? Anyhow, let's bring in the one, the only CFP, Chad Burton, see what he has to say about Father's Day and how it treated him. Chad Burton, certified financial planner. How are you? I'm doing well. Father's Day was amazing. I went... Wake surfing, I had my four-year-old on my shoulders and my other three kids on different ropes. So we were all wake surfing at the same time. I I started by talking about Facebook and how much I hate seeing other people like talk about their dad. My dad's long dead and stuff, so I don't post anything about it. But yeah, I saw your post with you and your kids, and that wasn't the one that got me upset. Um, Neither here nor there. What's on your mind today, Mr. Burton? Well, you know, I just want to make sure that when everybody's at home still, you know, um, well, not fully at home, I guess things are opening up a little bit, but, um, people are thinking about the future. They're thinking about how all of this stuff that's going on is going to affect their retirement. And I think people really need to focus on the benefits of the Roth whether it's your okay. Roth IRA or your Roth 401k now more than ever, because, well, it's, you know, the Roth, you give up, I think a current tax break so yep. that it stays in an account and it earns money for you tax free for the rest of your life. And there's also no required minimum distributions. As long as you roll your Roth 401k to a Roth IRA, when you retire, you don't have to take money out each and every year like you do with IRAs and 401ks and 403bs. So you can control your tax bracket. What comes out is tax-free. And there's been so much stimulus, which we all end up paying for, right? We've got the CARES Act. We've got, okay, yeah. you know, we've got um, PPP and all that other stuff. Um, and we've got this push for health care now, right? Everybody realizes how important this is. And no matter what happens, um, we will revert to 
a higher tax bracket in 2026. That's when this existing personal income tax bracket deduction that occurred in 2017 automatically expires unless Congress acts again. And if we get a change in administration, you know, it likely will change and taxes will likely go up. So, you know, somebody's going to have to pay for this. We have Social Security. That's an issue. Um, and so that is going to need some more support, whether it's higher FICA taxes that come out of your paycheck. Um, a lot of things going on. But I, I think that especially when people are younger, you know, forgo that tax deduction and get that money growing tax free at a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. So we got the basic ideas, the Roth, the tax-free, the no required minimum distributions, um, so much stimulus out there. You don't want to miss out and know that that is your tax money that's being spent now that they're going to tax you on later. How does a Roth affect Social Security? You know, like, how does a Roth affect student loans? How does a Roth affect Social Security? Is there any negatives from having it? No, there's only positives. And, you know, if you think about it, if you're, especially for younger people that are starting out working and that, let's say they're at a 12 percent or below federal bracket and right. they put money into a pre-tax 401k. Yeah, they get a tax deduction, but everything that they take out in the future is based on their current income tax bracket. And as people age and as long as they save, you know, 15, 20 percent of pay with the employer match as they move into retirement, they're likely going to be at a higher tax bracket of retirement if they continue a career path that increases their pay, they continue to save, have enough money to retire, especially in the Bay Area, you're going to pay, you're going to be at a higher bracket. So give up that current tax bracket for that tax-free Roth, because when it comes to Social Security, first of all, there is a law that is, as soon as Social Security starts taking in less benefits or taking in less income that it's paying out, it has to cut benefits. And that's scheduled to be around 2034 in some cases. So what will likely happen is the amount of our money that's subject to FICA tax, which is essentially the Social Security tax on your paycheck, yep. it'll likely increase and we'll have to pay more in order to support that system. And then when you retire, your Social Security can be taxed. Up to 85% of your Social Security can be taxable. So what they do is they add up all of your income including tax-free bond income. So if you have California tax-free bonds, you think it's not taxable, but it's actually affecting how much taxes you pay on your Social Security. And as soon as you take one half of your Social Security plus all that other income, including tax-free bonds, you can have up to 85% of your Social Security being taxable, but your Roth IRA income does not count towards that. And that's huge. Um, so there's, there's so many benefits to that Roth IRA income, whether it's Social Security or avoiding an increase in Medicare Part B tax uh, surcharges. Um, it's, it's a really, really great tool. So I'm used to having you in a longer segment. We have just a moment left or two. Um, the thought on doing a 401k for tax benefits versus a Roth or uh, there's a little bit of juggling on it. Does that juggling decision on your end, what, what, do you, what are you factoring, tax consequences or what are you factoring, age, convenience? Uh, All what of are it. we saying? And All it, of it, okay. It also depends on if you're behind too. So if you're older and you're behind like on savings big time, you probably need the tax deduction. If you're younger, go for the tax free. And if you want some handouts on this, including the, the mega Roth 401k, you can get 20, 30 grand going tax free in your 401k, shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com because we've got a couple of new handouts that help people make this decision. Real quick, what is the update on Megaroth? Because that was a big strategy that looked like it changed. We've got about one minute. Well, so the Megaroth, there's, there's you know, several employer types of money that can go into your 401k. Your deferral, 
your employer match, and then after-tax contributions that can be flipped right away to a Roth 401k. There's a whole, we have a blog on it for employees and for individual uh, business owners. And then we've got this new handout that kind of shows you what to do and the steps to take to figure out if your employer offers it. Thanks very much, Chad. You've got a lot of great downloadables. We have a lot of great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. It's good that we're updating them now as people have more time than ever to consume them and educate them. Um, the Roth, I think, is one of those great things that Congress did for us that they don't get enough credit for. People could find you at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And give you those downloadables today.